0: Nikuda Beheichola series 4, the Sicha of Lekut Siges volume 19, Akev Sicha 3, titled, Wastes of Stone. On the verse in our Torah portion, "Psal L'cha, you for you, two tablets of stone like the first, our sages teach, quote, their waste, P'soltam shall be yours, from which Moses became wealthy, end quote, which leads us to the laws in the Talmud of leftover materials, and I quote to you what the Talmud says, strands of wool that the launderer removes from the garment belong to him, as it can be assumed that the customers are uninterested in them. But strands that the carter, which is the one who prepares the wool for use as a textile, that he removes belongs to the customer. As it is assumed that the customer would want them since the carter often removes a significant number of strands. And then later it gives other examples. And then it says the following. That which a carpenter removes with and adds belong to him. Because an adze removes only small shavings of wood, but what it removes with an axe belongs to the customer. End quote from the Talmud from the Mishnah in Nidaran. Now the Talmud points out points out, on the latter case, with a brighter we'll talk about that in a moment what a brighter is and I quote to you. Stone chiselers are not in violation of a transgression due to the provision against robbery if they take the leftover chips of rock, end quote. Now, upon this Brita, Rabbi Shmuel of Lubavitch, the fourth Lubavitcher Rebbe, comments, and I quote to you, and we need to understand, if so, why did the Holy One, blessed be he, have to tell Moses, you for you, that their way shall be yours, being that, It's not robbery, because it, the leftover chips of rock, are ownerless, and not the owners, and the craftsman is closer to it. If so, why did he, capital H, God, have to say to Moses, you, for you, that those pieces belong to you? That's the question. And then he writes, however, there, by the two tablets, it was sapphire, while here, in the brighter, it states stone. However, there, by the tablets, it was precious stone. Now, to appreciate what Rabbi Shmuel El-Bavich is saying, let us see the difference in how this brighter versus a tosefta, we'll soon explain that, rule over the leftover chips of stone. The brighter rules that the stones, unlike with pruning trees and vines, trimming shrubs, weeding plants and hoeing vegetables, is not dependent upon the owner's intent, whether he wants it or not, because regardless of the person's opinion, the object itself is ruled as not of value and hence ownerless while the Tosefta sees the stones no different than the rest, and henceforth depend upon the owner's inclination. Now, the reason for the difference between the brighter and the Tosefta is that the brighter now the brighter comes from the word Bar, which means outside, and was taught and documented by the sages outside of Israel in Babylon, where, and I quote to you from Rashi, there are no stones in Babylon, which is a valley, end quote. And hence, stones are not used in Babylon, and therefore intrinsically had no value. While the Tasefta, from the word Hosafah, which means to add on, on the other hand, was what Rabbi Chia while being in the presence of his teacher Rabbi Yehuda HaNassi in Israel was documenting, which Israel is, I quote you from a verse in Deuteronomy in our Torah portion, a land which her stones are iron, end quote. Therefore they are used for building, etc., are of value, and henceforth the leftover chips of stone are dependent on the owner's inclination. Now, the two tablets were used when the Israelites were in the tra- traveling in the desert. And none of their homes were built with stone. And hence, Rabbi Shmuel Vlubavitch is stating that chips of stone were intrinsically of no value and hence are ownerless and not the owner's. Therefore, Rabbi Shmuel Lubavitch asked the question, why did God have to say to Moses, you f- for you? To which the answer is only because the two tablets were of sapphire and therefore the chips were valuable and not intrinsically of no value and ownerless until God made his intent clear that the chips are rendered ownerless. And because Moses which is, quote-unquote, the craftsman is closer to it, therefore, they now belong to Moses and not to anyone else of the Israelites. So, now you have your answer why God had to tell Moses, because we're not talking about regular stone, we're talking about specifically sapphire, which obviously is of value. Another way to see why God had to tell Moses that Moses can keep the chips of sapphire is because the two tablets had to be placed in the holy ark as part of the vessels of the tabernacle, and every part of the tabernacle, and later the holy temple, had to be made of the possessions of the tzibur, the entire Jewish nation. Therefore, the sapphire of the two tablets had to be given to the entire people. And therefore, God had to tell Moses that taking the leftover chips is not stealing. Now, According to Abba opinion that from the start, the entire sapphire belonged to the entire nation, while according to the opinions that God placed the sapphire in Moses' tent belonging only to Moses and only After the tablets were chiseled out, did Moses have to make it the possession of the tzibur, the entire nation? According to this opinion, God had to tell Moses that he doesn't have to give the leftover chips of sapphire to the entire nation when he gives the tablets to the two nations, to the entire nation. Now on the esoteric level. The difference between the first set of tablets in which there was no waste, leftover chips, pisolet, but only the tablets with their writing, and the second tablets in which there was also the waste, the pisolet, is because the first set was made above, in heaven, in which there's only unity and panim, face, front, while the second set was made below in which there is, especially after the sin of the golden calf, the descent into the duality of panim and achar. Achar is the back waste. Hence, in the second set, there had to be the exertion of study for, as it says, Jeremiah says in Lamentations, he has made me dwell in darkness. However, It is specifically through the exertion within the seeming questions and contradictions, which is the darkness, uh, that we find the wealth of greater understanding and sharpness of the Torah, which God gave to Moses, you for you. And the Talmud says, Moses treated the Torah with generosity and gave it to the Jewish people.